0: Dave, 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 All
1: right, we're waiting for uh, Congressman French to give us a call. That should happen any moment here. He'll join us on the Dave Ellswick Show. Got a lot of things to talk with him about, of course. Uh, and the 800-pound gorilla is all of the unrest in all the major cities uh, across uh, the United States. And unrest here in uh, Little Rock as well. Uh, I, I sat on and watched Channel 7 yesterday and watched the, uh, the presser that the, 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 the mayor had, Mayor Scott, And uh, listen to what he had to say. And then he had gotten some information, I guess, about some bad actors uh, getting in the area. I had gotten some uh, rumors. You know, rumor mill is running is running like crazy uh, right now. And uh, I was being contacted and said, did you know this? Did you know that we've heard this? We've heard that. And I got to tell you what, I take a lot of that stuff with a grain of salt, uh, stuff that I think has real weight I forward it to people that I know and I can can make the necessary determinations if it's actually true or not. They appreciate that I send it, uh, you know, whether it is uh, true or not, that it it may be just a a rumor. I don't go on the air and talk about it. Uh, I know better than to get out and spread rumors. I don't want to spread rumors. It's not right to spread rumors. It's dangerous to spread rumors. Uh, but I'll be honest with you. I think these are dangerous times. I think that there's really some bad actors out there. I believe that they are more organized than what we think. And, uh, they're showing up in different cities and they're trying to cause problems. And, uh, so I see the Congressman Hill is with us now. He has joined us here on the Dave Ellswick show. And Congressman, and thanks for joining us. And we have really uh, a bad situation with Antifa and some of these other groups that are out there. So let me start by first question: Being, you think the president was right by declaring that he wanted Antifa uh, painted as a domestic terrorist group?
0: Well, good morning, Dave. Great to be with you. I think those decisions are tough. I have not reviewed all the. Uh, documentation for it, because when you do it, you set precedents on various things. But if he's done that and thought it through carefully with uh, the Justice Department, then I can support it. I've gone through this when I've looked at drug cartels and uh, various uh, extraterritorial drug movement folks like ms13 and others and when you get down to it the details of declaring somebody a terrorist organization are are complicated so um, i'm not an expert in it but it's it's clear they're involved it's also clear that uh, from what i've read that extraterritorial actors potentially out on social media are trying to make it worse uh, which we've seen before so we don't know i don't know who they are, but I know they're trying to stir it up through social media pitting one American against another,
1: yeah, and it and it's it well it's like I've been talking on the air. this is not the first time this kind of stuff has happened um I take I' was been talking about and you'll remember this sixty seven sixty eight nineteen sixty seven that's called the long hot summer, and there was a reason racial tensions were at all time high in the United States. And major cities across the United States were on fire, literally. Detroit, which I talked about just the last half hour because I was, I was talking about how the Detroit Tigers baseball team literally put out racial tensions in 1968 because they won the World Series. But we, we were talking about that. But the bottom line is, uh, we have done this before. We've gone through this before. And here we are now in the 21st century going through it again. And We will get through this and the country will uh, survive. But how how do we get Americans to understand that there is a problem and that we have got to get this problem solved and uh, that though there is a problem, we can't allow bad actors to make the problem even worse than what it is.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, each community uh, has got to face uh, up to fairness in policing and community policing and reaching out to their neighbor and understanding the pain of those who've suffered uh, from discrimination over the years. Uh, And think, really, you and I are old enough to know think of how much uh, better economic opportunity and fairness and civil rights are today compared to 1968, but this also demonstrates just how far we have to go culturally in our communities to make uh, America the the more perfect union that Lincoln talked about. But violence doesn't have any place in that, and nobody was a better spokesperson on that than Dr. King was. That's right. And he clearly uh, adopted at his core the principles of, of nonviolence and basically said if you adopt violence to try to succumb to change then you're going to essentially reap an endless reign of you know, chaos. So uh, I hope we can protest fairly and be protected for our First Amendment rights and stand in solidarity with George Floyd's family and demand fairness and openness and community policing and all the things that we believe in and fairness and uh in um employment and income and all the things that people have a right to protest for. But violence doesn't have any place in that.
1: Yeah, it well no, absolutely not. And some of the stuff that we're seeing out uh at nighttime right now uh is nothing more than greed and nothing more than people wanting to take stuff. And and it's not just it's not just black people; it's white people as well. It's Hispanics, and I mean the guy that shot the police officer in in Las Vegas was a Hispanic. And uh, we we gotta understand that this 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 crosses all boundaries of race. This this is about uh, the human the human heart. Let me just read this to you, uh, Congressman. I think that we were just talking about dr king and my thanks to shane stacks Uh, as you press on for justice this is dr king speaking as you press on for justice be sure to move with dignity and discipline using only the weapon of love let no man pull you so low as to hate him always avoid violence let me read that again from dr king always avoid violence If you succumb to the temptation of using violence in your struggle, unborn generations will be the recipients of a long and desolate night of bitterness. And your chief legacy to the future will be an endless reign of meaningless chaos. Dr. Martin Luther King. Boy, we need to hear those words today.
0: We do, and I think you raise a good point, which is when you have this kind of mass protest, there are plenty of bad people, whether they're Antifa or just juvenile delinquents or a criminal element that want to take advantage of it. I mean, you're not going to achieve justice for George Floyd or for African-American people. By tearing out an ATM in a bank or breaking all the windows out of a store or destroying across the country black businesses in neighborhoods. This is it's insane, but it is a negative feedback that you and I have seen before. Uh, It's heartbreaking, but. Violence, again, looting, robbery, crime is not going to honor George Floyd, and it's not going to make our communities uh, a, a better place.
1: You know, what's really sad, Congressman, is that the amount of people who have forgotten the words of Dr. Martin Luther King. I mean, seriously, they they know the name. They have no idea what the man really stood for.
0: Well, he stood for change and stood for uh, racial equality he stood for harmony he stood for making our communities a, a better place for, in a in a lasting way that was his dream that mm-hmm. he spoke of so eloquently but you've laid out his creed you've laid out his uh his belief system so beautifully in that
1: in that quote yeah it was just great all right if you'll hold we'll be right back with you let's talk about pPP let's talk about uh stimulus four. As people keep talking about that, do we really need it? We'll talk about a lot more with Congressman French Hill. Don't forget that Congressman Bruce Westerman from the 4th District will join us. been a while since Bruce has been on the show. He will be here at 735. Got more coming your way in a moment here on the Dave Elswick Show. We'll be back to the Congressman in just a second. Let me remind you about P.I. Roofing. P.I. Roofing can take a great, great uh, job uh, like for your roof and and do a fantastic job they're very professional they got things worked out so that they can keep the social distancing for you you don't have to go into the office to get things set up you don't have to meet somebody face to face to talk it over you can do it all by phone or you can do it all on the internet they understand that your well-being as far as your health goes uh, goes as number one in your mind and they'll keep you that way but here's what they'll do they'll fix your roof you shouldn't have to worry about your roof uh, during COVID-19 uh, they'll come out take care of it do a wonderful job on it did a wonderful job on my house uh, had a little problem with the uh, uh, the second layment uh, that was up on the roof the the felt and it, it looked like kind of like a uh, uh, like there was waves in my my roof they came back out they uh, fixed that uh no charge to me it took them all of uh half a day it only took a day to do the uh the roof in its entirety it was a fantastic job if they got to take it all the way down through your, the plywood, they can do that for you if your roof is in really bad shape these are the folks to get it back into fantastic shape Call them at 707-3551, 707-3551, or you can visit them on the Internet at piroofing.com. That's piroofing, one word, dot com. All right, our guest is, uh, of course, Congressman uh, uh, Hill. He is with us uh, every Wednesday at this time. Let's talk about the PPP. Uh, I was watching I think it was Fox business yesterday and and they said a lot of the money from the latest uh, third part of the stimulus hasn't even hit basically the United States uh, businesses and things of that nature but yet we're hearing them talk about you know the the, the fourth uh, of these uh, of these stimuluses that they want to do. And I go along with what uh, McConnell's been saying and and McCarthy and some of the others that, uh, hey, let's wait to see if this stuff is working first.
0: Well, PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, is probably one of the more important and successful items that we had in the CARES Act. Uh, In Arkansas, we've helped over 40,000 businesses and had over $3.3 billion help small businesses keep their employees on the payroll, keep their rent paid, and um, I think it'll be a big help as we reopen now to have had that capital in place. Uh, there's still money outstanding uh, on that program; it's not all been taken by American businesses. So we appropriated about six hundred billion dollars for the use by small businesses in PPP, and only about uh, five hundred billion <clears throat> has been used across the country. Uh, so that kind of gives me a, a feeling that people who knew about it uh, have applied for it. They've gotten it. They're using it. And um, that money may come in handy in a few weeks, obviously, if if um, uh, things don't open up in some parts of the country, right? I mean, it could be mm-hmm. useful to somebody later on. And Congress may need to change the dates around that program to make it more uh, useful. But the economy is opening now, and that's why I agree with your assessment. Let's look and see what uh, the economy and business needs to get reopened in the weeks ahead. Uh, And and McConnell has continued to talk to everybody on Capitol Hill about what might be needed, and I think that's important. Of course they should be talking about what might be needed.
1: Well, the president seems to say, and and, uh, Mnuchin have said that, the fourth stimulus that they're looking at is different than the first three. I mean, the president is really pressing, as McConnell has been uh, pressing over in the Senate, uh, you're not going to even talk about a fourth stimulus unless you're going to talk about liability protections uh, for businesses because of COVID-19. The president wants some kind of payroll uh, tax cut so that people who are working are going to see more money in their paycheck instead of just getting a check uh, in the mail. I think if those are the two things that they're really going to push, I think that's really important because that $600 extras that they're throwing out there right now, uh, that's got to change. Are you all talking about that, about changing that now and maybe you know lessening it?
0: We are, Dave. Uh, you're talking about the pandemic extra payment per week for unemployment. Yes. And it does expire at the end of July. And um, there was a study announced uh, last week that looked at it across the country, and 60% of people on unemployment, 60%, are making more money than they made when they worked. Uh, when you look at that data across the whole country, and that's because this pandemic uh, unemployment additional payment per week didn't reflect local labor markets. So what might be great in New York is uh, you know, significant in Arkansas. And we do believe it could be a detriment to getting people back to work if you're making substantially more money uh, <laughs> being at home and collecting an unemployment check. So it's going to expire. Some people have thought about... Um, treating it as maybe a back-to-work bonus. This is what Kevin Brady has talked about. Um, and so there's some conversations around it, but it's it's had a, a negative effect on in some parts of the country.
1: Well, I would think that, uh, like the president was saying, if uh, we cut down how much the government takes from us in taxes so we get to keep more of our paychecks to use at home, that might be the way to make people want to go back to work because they're going to be making more money.
0: Well, he's talked about that from the very beginning. That was something he wanted to pursue. And as people go back to work and those 40 million Americans that are taking some form of unemployment compensation uh, go back to their jobs, then naturally that would be a better incentive. And so uh, he may be uh, phasing that in, maybe a very good strengthening factor for all of our families for the last half of the year
1: what do you think about the uh, the kind of the, the talk going on uh in washington dc about you know uh, getting our infrastructure fixed and somehow using the stimulus bill as a way to get uh, infrastructure taken care of i mean the government only has as much money as the american people can you know pay I mean how much money do they think that they can just keep borrowing
0: well we do uh we are working on a highway bill. every five years the uh, Congress passes federal highway authorizations which helps uh the states build and repair roads and interstate highway system that's under negotiation right now in Washington but Uh, One caveat to your statement, the government spends as much as the American people uh, will allow it in taxes and then as much as it can borrow. So uh, our future generations are encumbered by uh, that borrowing. And uh, when you have to fight the, the virus that we're fighting and get our economy back to full capacity, it justifies extraordinary spending measures to do that. But, We do have to be cognizant about the long-term effects of of our our spending, and we're going to be putting more pressure on that as we come out of this virus and out of this economic crisis because we're going to recognize just how much debt we've added to the national uh, debt load.
1: Well, the Speaker of the House has been, how shall we say, not the – the most level-headed person to talk about this stuff. I mean, what we got to do is look at her HEROES Act to know that. Uh, is she starting to act like she understands reality, or is it just completely politicized and they're going to throw everything, but the, uh, they're going to throw the kitchen sink and everything and say, we're just going to give everything away for free?
0: Well, she got her messaging bill. She got a, <clears throat> a bill. She wanted $3 trillion more in spending starting this month, so she's passed that in the House. <clears throat> but now the, the power in this debate will turn to the Senate. You reference what Leader McConnell is trying to do, a much, much more targeted, narrow approach to look for gaps. This is what I think everybody's been saying who's been thoughtful about it. Let's look at the $3 trillion we've already spent. Let's look at what the Federal Reserve is doing and analyze what narrow gaps that we might have and work on those. And that's where Mitch McConnell is going. Nancy Pelosi is uh, just purely doing a bill for political purposes that's a far-left progressive list of things that she wants to buck up her uh, center-left candidates for Congress. This is all politics to her. It's either about uh, getting rid of Donald Trump, for electing liberal members of the house of representatives that's what she gets up every morning
1: thinking about all right congressman we're out of time thanks for the time we'll talk to you next week best wishes dave see you all right bye-bye congressman french hill here on the dave ellswick show coming up is going to be rush limbaugh he's got his morning update don't forget at seven thirty-five. coming up in just a moment Congressman Westerman will join us here on the Dave Elswick show from District 4. That's all coming your way here in just a moment. But right now, let's find what L Rushbo has to say to us and join him here on 101.1 FM.